It'll all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a rent by room property management company, essentially. So okay. That, you know, we help investors who have single family properties. Uh, we'll guide them through the process of converting their common areas, you know, their dining areas, living areas. Those will convert into additional bedrooms. So we're essentially helping them utilize the multifamily model in a single family asset. Yeah. Okay. Mm, so mid-term, a medium-term to long-term rental from what we're seeing. Average stay is about six and a half to a year and a half, depending on which market you're in. So the renter wins. It's affordable housing at the end of the day. It's all-inclusive furniture, utilities. Barrier to entry is low. There's no credit check, no deposit. So the renter wins. Investor wins. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Azria Show. I am your boy, your host, Marcus Maloney, and we have my co-host, Executive Director Mike Del Preet. So, uh, Vegas, man, how was it? Wonderful. Good. God, same answer. <laughs> no, it was great, man. As you know, you were there. So, um, for everyone that was there, we went to Vegas. We have a convention called Midyear, and we just got back this weekend. And uh, yeah, but they do a conference, awards, all that great stuff. And we don't want to we don't want to toot our own horn, but we was awarded the best Azria, the best. Rhea of like the that, country. The best Rhea. Yeah. <laughs> best Rhea of the year, man. So we're definitely trying to make sure we produce high quality content, great education for our members. And that's what it's all about. It's all about the members and the subgroup leaders and the team as a whole, man. So everybody, business associates, the, yeah, definitely the members. There wouldn't be a Rhea if it wasn't for the members. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. But let's, uh, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll have something more about this. Let's jump into our special guest. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have our special guest today. His name is Ellis Tran. He's the account exec for Pad Split, and we want to welcome him to the show today. So, how are you doing, Ellis? Me. One thing I should say though is you guys definitely provide the values for our members, uh, to the Asbury members, and you know, as a business associate, too, we've gotten some good business from you guys as well. So, thank. You. Awesome, man. Oh, we great. love you guys, man. This is exciting. Great, great, great. So, Ellis, kind of man, introduce us to you who are you how did you come in contact with pads yeah been in arizona for about three years now i started this position with pad split about six months ago so my responsibility is launching this market here you know as a company we're in 12 cities nationally currently with plans to actually open up 26 new markets well wow. i think with this recent partnership with pace and warby you know we're getting a lot of interest from investors around the nation so it'd be silly not to take advantage yep of course so Tell us about yourself. What's your yeah. background? My background, it's pretty varied. I mean, I studied linguistics, education. Mm -hmm. I was in the Peace Corps for a little bit, teaching English. And, awesome. uh, you know, when I came back, I decided to have a little bit of a career change. Like classroom management stuff wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. But started off at the bottom of real estate in collections, calling real estate agents, calling them to collect the referral fees. From there, moved on to accounting, some biz dev, and then kind of made a little career switch into traditional property management. From there, I got into the co-living game. So this is my fourth co-living startup. Okay. So I'm very familiar with the product, but with PadSplit, I'm excited to actually help people who actually need housing. So. So tell me about, man, tell me about, you said the Peace Corps. Yeah. How did you get involved with the Peace Corps? Yeah. I mean, with my, you know, what I studied, 
path for me was to become a teacher at some point. My last year of, at UCLA, I was trying to decide what I wanted to do. I went to an international career fair, you know, saw a booth of uh, teaching English in Korea. Right next to that was a booth for the Peace Corps, and that really piqued my interest. So I applied, and it took about a year for me to actually, you know, figure out where I was going to be sent. I chose mm -hmm. Eastern Europe as my top destination, and then behind that was the Pacific Islands. Uh -huh. So I could have been to either, either or, but I was in Ukraine, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you decided to go to Europe versus to Pacific Islands. They chose for me. Okay. Yeah, they chose for me. As soon as they found out about Ukraine, you know, I definitely started looking for some basic uh, Ukrainian lessons on, on audio and all that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So tell us, man, tell us a little bit about your foray into real estate investing. I know you talked about, you know, you was doing collections yeah. for referral fees. Yeah. Why did you decide to get into real estate? Yeah, I mean, it really was just, it was just random. I was back from Ukraine after four years, broke. You know, I ran mm -hmm. into an old high school friend in, at a gym and she had a position at her company. It was Movoto back then, acquired by Ojo recently. But, you know, there was an opening for a finance position. She said finance HR position turned out to be a purely finance collections <laughs> position, but, you know, I had to get my start there. But, you know, then I moved on to accounting. My manager at the time, he did some shady stuff. He got let go. So I convinced them to let me take over the accounting for the entire company with no traditional finance experience or education. Cool. I like numbers, but I don't like being behind a computer all day and just looking at Excel sheets. With this job, I'm on my feet talking to real estate investors, actually learning about the real estate side of things. So it's been a good experience so far. Okay. Great, man. So you got a little real estate background uh, behind you. So start giving us, let everyone know about Padsplit. What is Padsplit? Tell us everything you know. Yeah, Pants Split. Well, firstly, it's a startup technically founded in 2018. Um, we uh, are approaching the 7,000 bedroom count across our portfolio. Venture backed as a company, 35 million in funding so far. We have backers like Cox Enterprises, Citibank, Mark Cuban's investment firm as well. And we're looking to become profitable sometime mid 2024 next year. So mm -hmm. things are going well. I believe we just surpassed the unit count. We've been common, my previous employer and bungalow as well. They're in the COVID being right by real game as well. So real quick, but let's go rewind it a little bit. Love the numbers. So what is pad split? Yes. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's go there. Yeah, no, I love it. No, it all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at a rent by room property management company, essentially. So okay. Uh, you know, we help investors who have single family properties. Uh, we'll guide them through the process of converting their common areas. You know, their dining areas, living areas, those will convert into additional bedrooms. So we're essentially helping them utilize the multifamily model in a single family asset. Yeah. Uh, so Midterm, a medium term to long-term rental from what we're seeing. Average stay is about six and a half to a year and a half, depending on which market you're in. So the renter wins. It's affordable housing at the end of the day. It's all inclusive furniture, utilities. Barrier to entry is low. There's no credit check, no deposit. So the renter wins. The investor wins with the higher well, cash flow. Let's hold it. Let's, let's, mm -hmm. let's slow down there. So, so let's first talk about the community, right? Yeah. So Pat Splits come in here to Phoenix. And as we know, there's affordable housing issues. Shortage, there's yeah. shortage of homes yeah. and stuff like that. So with your model, it sounds like you guys are taking single family residents, mm -hmm. like you said, and converting it to like a multifamily yeah. model. So so what does that mean? So I have a three bedroom, two bath house. What are you going to do to it, Ellis? Yeah, let's say it's a 1500 square foot property. You can probably get five to six bedrooms out of that. You do have to be mindful of the maximum bedroom to bathroom ratio four to one in our model. Okay. So if it's a three, two, and you want six bedrooms, you'll have to either add in a third bathroom, which could be costly, or you just put up a wall in the master bedroom. 
create a hallway to access that private bath and it becomes a shared bath. And where are you putting these, where are you finding the room for the, these extra rooms, man? Yeah. Living areas, dining areas, so you right. have two existing walls already, okay. a window in each fact, you're putting two more walls in at a door and you have a built out room. So after the conversion, it's really just the kitchen, hallways, bedrooms, and that's it in the single family, in the single Okay. Family. Well, like with anything, when it's something new and it's disruptive, you know, sometimes you get some pushback. Are you seeing any pushback from city, from city officials or anything in regards to um, permitting, anything like that? Yeah, permitting, you know, we recommend it's up to the risk tolerance of the host. You know, the walls that you're adding are load bearing, so I don't think technically you need permits possibly for the electrical work, but it is a long process to get that permitted. So it's up to the host. We recommend it. In terms of issues with the cities, you know, sometimes we'll get them, but it's our goal essentially to reach critical mass and have these cities recognize Passport as a legitimate affordable housing provider. I know we worked with some cities in Atlanta, that's our flagship market, whereas, you know, they've given us the green light. That's, mm -hmm. that's the goal in all of our markets. So I like, you know, because it seems like I like the creativeness of taking the dining room and the living room because Today's day, it's not like we really even use those. It's like yeah. kind of like empty space now in a lot of homes. So yeah. I like how you guys are utilizing that. How big are these bedrooms? Yeah, there's a minimum of 80 square feet in our model, and that's according to HUD. But I like to say anything 100 and above is better. The more comfortable the member, the longer they'll stay, the more consistent cash flow you'll get, the better numbers you'll hit. Okay. What are some of the demographics of... The tenants yeah. or the residents? Oh, great question. Supportable housing at the end of the day. So we're targeting the 18 to $20 an hour earner. The median age is 35. About half of them don't own a vehicle. I believe it's 84 of them, 84% of them commute to work. So they're not, you know, the work from home crowd that we're seeing these days. So a higher urbanized area. Yeah, these properties need yeah. So it's, it's, it's affordable housing. So it's important for these properties uh, to be in areas where these group of renters already live and work. They should be close to work centers, close to public transport. Um, Non-HOAs, class okay. you know, class B all the way to CC minus properties. Got okay. it. So, what are some of the benefits? Obviously, what are the benefits of like you? Pat's was coming in, serving our community, and what are the benefits of for the person living in in the house? Because I noticed, you know, I was breezing through the website. I noticed like you guys like tr report to credit bureaus right. or so like to help them out. Like, right, can right. you talk about like some of the benefits yeah, yeah. for the? Sure, sure. Yeah, once they're in, they have access to free telemedicine and employment services. That, like you said, they have when they pay right on time, it helps credit score build, actually. Uh, there's actually a good story about uh, there was a 63 year old lady who moved into one of the first Pat's Woods. Mm -hmm. As soon wow. as she came in, she said, You know, I'm here for life. She kind of became the house mom. She <laughs> worked right around the corner at the Fry's uh, grocery store as a head cashier. But during her time with us, it was only about a month, a month and a half. She actually built her credit score enough to be able to move into her own place. Previous to moving into the pets, but she was living with her family. She had a, you know, she was, she had a housing secured, but she just valued her independence. She wanted her own place. And with us, you know, barrier to entry was low. She was able to move in without, you know, setting up furniture or paying a deposit. And within you know, two months, she built her credit well enough to move out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it, what is the barrier to entry? Like, what does a local citizen, how they get in? Yeah, it's split. low. You apply, you do a background check, criminal check, income check. You have to make 3x uh, the weekly rate. And then there's a one-time move-in fee. That's set by the host. That's around 100 or $200, but that, you know, takes care of the cleaning once they do move out. You know, but everybody's vetted for once they're in, they have, we use a three-key system, a three-strike system. So mm -hmm. there's a set of membership guidelines that they need to follow. If they violate them, the key's taken away. All three are taken away. They're banned from the platform. So they're incentivized to, you know, keep in line and be good members. Tenants yes, because they need affordable housing. Okay. And awesome. what's the value statement for 
me as a landlord currently yeah. shifting from traditional rental to just past split model. Sure, yeah, but the traditional rental, you have one person renting the entire property. So if they don't pay for that month, they're kind of screwed. In our model, you're hedged against that because again, it's kind of like the multifamily model. Uh, the average pad split has seven bedrooms. So if, you know, the member in bedroom one doesn't pay, you're hedged against that with six other income producing bedrooms. In Arizona, we're averaging about nine, 10 per month per room. Actually, that's a little bit higher because we just rented out a master bedroom with a private bath for about 1200. So that skews the numbers a little bit, but outside of that, it's about nine, 10 per month per bedroom. So on a seven bedroom pad split, you're grossing upwards of 6,300 a month. And that's unheard of in a single family, unless you're doing, wow. you know, group homes or kind of a yeah. All right. But uh, going back to the community, right? So we talked about, so it's, it's low barrier to entry. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I like it because it's like you're by a house by transportation. They're living with other people. You guys are redesigning the house. Who re redesigns it? Like, does Pad Slick come in and redesign the house and build it out for us? Or yeah, yeah, no. how does that work? So that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, uh, no, I mean, so let's say you go shopping, you want to get a property, or you have one that you're currently renting. Mm -hmm. Share the address with me, share the listing with me. I'll take a look myself. And based off of, you know, my experience, I've done several, a ton of them by now. I could give you a pretty decent idea of how many bedrooms you can have based on the square footage. Like I said, it's pretty straightforward. You're using the two existing walls of the living area, dining area, and two more in your bedrooms, possibly more than one. And then from there, I'll look into the neighborhood as well to make sure you know, the parking situation is squared away. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the biggest complaint that we get from neighbors that could cause the city to get a little too nosy. But at the end of the day, you know, we have a robust vendor network that we can refer you to. Mm -hmm. And they're very familiar with the product and the, the rent by room model. Same note, the realtors that we work with, the property managers, the lenders, they're all very friendly to this rent by room model. Got it. So you guys can give some resources for the investor to design the place and recommendations as to what to do, but it's up to the, it's the cost all bear. It's on the owner of the home. Yeah. God. So we'll, we'll kind of work in conjunction with the GC to kind of yeah, tell them what we recommend. Hopefully, I mean, anybody's free to use any GC they want, but now our GCs actually know the rent by room model. So they're familiar with, you know, making sure they hit our minimums. Um, so what was your, like, um, well, let's just, let's just, let, so going back to the community, yeah. so let's wrap mm -hmm. that up. So we got the fast move in, we got the co-living, I, I hit my points. So they help build the credit, right. providing housing for people that can't afford to rent a one bedroom for $1,500, you know, downtown. So they can get in for about eight, 900 bucks a month versus 15, 13, 14, 15. Yep. Exactly right. Got, in our model, it's a 31 minimum stay from the get-go. So that gets them out of the STR bucket. So they're paying that upfront in addition to the movement fee, but that's it. Got it. Okay. So now that's working. So now it leads into how do we help? How's this work for the investor? How's it work for us? Yeah. I hired Azria yeah. and stuff. So, so you guys are property managers. Is yeah. We do the people management side of property management. So we'll, we'll market the bedrooms. We'll screen the tenants. We'll facilitate their move-ins with our tech. We'll collect their money and then we'll manage them once they're in. Got it. So the owner don't have to do anything, just refer it over to you. The owner has to take care of the physical side of property management, you know, maintenance, landscaping, and cleaning, but all of that will be fielded through our ticketing system. So, you know, if you do hire another property manager to take care of the physical side of things, you can be a truly passive investor. Got it. So what are some of the fees you guys charge? It's 12% of collected rent. So we don't get paid until we help you collect rent. In addition, there's a 2.75% fee that goes to Plaid. That's the payment processing company that we use. But outside of that, the upfront costs to the investor are the renovations and then the mm -hmm. furnishings of the bedroom. Got it. Is there any fee for placement, for tenant placement? 
No, that's okay. all baked in. Yeah, that's all baked into what we provide the investor. What if someone like leaves, like they don't, is there like, what before the 30 days? You mean they sign up for 31 days and they leave before then? Like yeah, they sign up just to live there. Yeah. Right. And then you guys screened them, you guys did everything and then they leave in 15 days. They're just bad apple. Right. Right. Do you guys like put someone back in for free or do, yeah. do they go through the whole process and pay you again or? I mean, so this room will be accounted for for the whole 31 days, but after that, we want to keep it just in case they move back in for whatever reason they're entitled to that room. But after that, we'll backfill it as part, of the, okay. part of the fees. Yeah. Awesome. So we hear all of the benefits, right? Yeah. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. We hear all of the benefits, how well it is, how great it is. Give us one horror story of a situation where you guys needed to come in and kind of um, clean up a mistake. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. No, that's a good question. I mean, here in Arizona, we're still pretty new. It's only been a few months since we have had our first hat splits up and running and we're all doing pretty well. But I've heard some stories. I mean, there's a lot of, there's one funny story, actually. There's in Atlanta, especially where we have brand recognition and people want to rent from us. They are selling hat split approvals on the Facebook marketplace for, I think it was $150. So if for whatever reason you don't qualify, if you have, you know, bad, some felonies or some, you know, yeah. some evictions on your record, you won't get approved in our system. You can't move in, but some people are taking advantage of it. They're approved status and selling it. So there's definitely some. Uh, okay. God, yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, that's across the board on yeah. everything, yeah. man. You know, yeah. all rentals, people are trying to rent out other people's houses. Yeah. It's very common yeah. on like Facebook mm -hmm. and Craigslist. Yeah. Just another way for them to scam something. So Ellis, just, just to kind of ask you, you know, why did you guys decide to come to Phoenix since the uh, Atlanta market was doing so great for you guys? Yeah. No, it's a growing economy here in Arizona, a lot of the big players in the TSMC, all the being companies that are poised to grow pretty large here. Just look around every corner that you're in, there's a development of some sort. So population is growing, tons of people are coming in, but the wages aren't catching up. So there's going to be a big affordable housing crisis that's growing. So, you know, we're, I think we're poised for success here in Arizona. Does PadSplit put out some numbers? Obviously, I'm assuming they're doing a lot of research around that here in Phoenix. So what are, you know, what are they seeing? Is it, can you lean on that a little bit? Yeah, maybe not Arizona specific, but I know there's a 14 million people that are kind of in this 15 to $20 earning range that mm -hmm. we're targeting. So there's a huge demand for affordable housing, you know, and we just help people kind of build their financial foundation underneath them. I actually had a good call with a, a past passport member from Atlanta. She lived in one of the rooms about four years ago, and I had a call with her as an investor this time. So okay. she's looking to become a passport investor herself, which is a great story. That's great. Yeah, it helped her out and she grew. And, oh, that's awesome. So so basically the cities you guys are targeting, if we're as investors, if right. we're looking for problems, right. uh, for, you know, we could just follow you guys, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> good benchmark is if yeah. we're not serving this cur your current market right now, it's about a million dollar, a million population, okay. people population. If it has a major sports team, those are usually two good indicators that will where you sit in the market. God, okay. perfect. So, so what was your question, Marcus, about Phoenix? Just about the growth. And because I know you had mentioned Superhost super before. Right. How does that whole model model work? Yeah, it's just, you know, we're looking for investors who understand this model. It's a, you're kind of playing two angles. You're playing the buy and hold angle. You're playing the cash flow angle. Yeah, we have some super hosts in our uh, platform. You know, we have an ex Moogler guy based in Atlanta. He's got, he's been working with us for three and a half years. He's got 26 properties in his Passive properties in his portfolio, mm -hmm. 190 bedrooms, 90% occupancy. He's pulling in last year at a 1.1 million gross on our platform. So some people are really using this as a way to. What city was that? Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. 
Wasn't there like a, you guys had some traction in Vegas as well, if I remember correctly? Yeah, we're in Vegas as well. I think we launched there maybe a year and a half ago, but we're probably up to 200 or more units there. But here in Phoenix, we, yeah, we launched the first few couple months ago. We have about six properties now, about 40 beds. Our anchor clients were some investors from the home investor, mm-hmm. the parent company of Eli Ugly Homes. One of them, you know, he was doing, he had a 3-2, he converted it into an 8-2. Uh, wow. It's a long-term model. Uh, he was cash flow, I think, 600 a month. In the pad split model, he almost 4x that. He's at maybe more than 4x. He's 20, 2,600 right now. It's a, wow. that, that's what I like about pad split. Like, there's so, like, a couple months ago, we did the co-living panel at Ezria's oh. monthly meeting, which you were on, or pad split was on. And there's so many ways to change the use of a property outside traditional rentals yeah. now. And, there, and there's much needed areas, like, you know, from veterans to single moms yep. to Section A to mm-hmm. now there's group homes, sober living. And I like pad split because, yeah, it just helps that affordable housing. And it's and it's not like, I think it's easier buried, uh, barrier to entry for investors yes. as well. We don't got to go get licenses like a, mm-hmm. a group home and nursing, and, you know, all that stuff. I really like that model. I'm yeah, exactly. For you guys. Yeah, it's a thank you. I think we're trying to become the Airbnb of co-living. So there's, you know, not, there's a couple of companies out there that are doing it. But like we said, we just kind of surpassed them in terms of bedroom count. Um, in our model, we're working directly with investors. There's no bureaucracy involved, no governmental regulations. And then after that, once the property is up and running, it's really just direct to consumer. So we market on our pad, on our marketplace. And then we also list on about 50 different free websites. So we get the word out there and take in the renter's interest. And how many do you have in Phoenix now? Bedrooms. Houses and bedrooms. About six properties, probably about 40 bedrooms. For six properties, 40 bedrooms, and somewhere from home investors. And you got some Azria members in there, right? One of the suburb members, he's got a, yep. he's got a property coming up in the next few weeks. He's got a... A nine-three. That's got no life. Oh wow! Yeah, and we're in Phoenix for now. Where are the roughly where are the houses at? Yeah, in Phoenix, like cross, like North Phoenix, South Phoenix, East West, all, all over. just a little kind of spread out. It fix, fits that buy box that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Here, HOA, close to web centers, close to transport, class B, C, C minus properties. It'll probably do well. Awesome. What are you guys doing to find more landlords or more hosts? Stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make the, the rounds start to create some content. I recently did one with Jesse Vasquez. He's in mm-hmm. the MTR space. Okay. And you did pretty well, and I'm getting a lot of interest from there. And with the Pace Morby crowd, I love it because it's a creative way to get into a home with very little cash. Mm-hmm. And once they compound that with the passport model, I think it's genius. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of traction there. And they, you know, our, our marketing team is doing that thing as well. Awesome. So, yeah, I like going with the interest rate changes, and I know. Airbnb had that oversupply here in Phoenix. Some people that if they're newer to the business, they're entering into these, they're running, buying these houses as if the pad split, or it's not pad split, excuse me, Airbnb would pay the mortgage. Then when something goes wrong and they got to put a traditional tenant in, it might not really cover the mortgage. So I feel pad split is going to be a nice outlet for anyone that may have gotten a bind on any of these other co-living ways of doing I heard there's some like scam going on with sober living houses. Well. You know, I don't even, I don't really? have the details. Yeah. So people are just doing something wrong in the sober living world here in Phoenix. So I think you guys are going to be a, a good outlet for people to go and continue. If they got into their uh, rental property incorrectly, right. Right. they could leverage Pat Split's model. So yeah, check yeah. that out. Oh, I agree. Yeah. With the whole fraud thing, I think they put a pause on uh, approving group homes. Yeah. I heard recently. Wow. Um, yeah, with the STR model, it's it's oversaturated. Definitely here in Arizona, there's 20,000 Airbnb hosts. That doesn't include, you know, Vervo with other smaller players. 
and, you know, just between the regulations and the seasonality, we're getting a lot of STR people jump ship and look for another, another model. There you go. Here it is. Okay. Here it is. So Alice, how do we get in contact with you? If I'm a landlord and I want to reach out to you or if I'm a, or if I'm a tenant, you know, how do we find you? Yeah, we have a, a couple of ways. Firstly, the email, just, email, just shoot me an email, ellis at padsplit.com. Secondly, we have a growing Padsplit Phoenix Facebook group. Cool. Feel free to join that. I'll leave my booking link also probably in the video description or something. I also hold a monthly event at Four Peaks Bird in mm-hmm. Tempe. The next one's actually coming up on Thursday. So Thursday, the 29th, 6 cool. to 9 p.m. If you want to come hang out with some Padsplit people. Free food? Free food, free drinks, <laughs> good people. Awesome. Uh, you know, you'll meet current Padsplit hosts, prospective hosts, vendors. So you'll be able to learn a lot. Yeah, great networking. Yeah, get, yeah. contact Alice. I mean... You pretty much single-handedly, I mean, you're the one networking, moving and shaking, hitting all the meetings, yeah. hosting meetings, you're putting Padsplit on the map. And I think you've done a lot of great things. You made a lot of great progress over the last few months. So that's awesome. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you, you kind of memorized my, my spiel right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Without the events that I've attended. Of course, man. So yeah, no, keep doing what you're doing. Alice is the guy to get in contact with. Anything you need around Padsplit, make sure to reach out to him. Did you put your, we'll have all your information in the show notes too. Yeah, so you guys know what to do. Go out there, you know, join the Pad Split Facebook group. Go out there and search Facebook for Pad Split. It's and Pad Split Phoenix. Okay, so Pad Split Phoenix Facebook group. Ellis, thank you so much for being yeah, here, man. We really appreciate you being here. Give us your email one more time. Very simple. Ellis, E-L-L-I-S, padsplit.com. Okay, so Azria, Western Seaboards, you guys know what to do if you're interested in this Pad Split model. Go to PassSplit. What's the website? PassSplit.com. PassSplit.com and research. Reach out to Alice. Give them a contact. Give them a follow. Let's make this connection. We want our investors to, you know, generate more revenue, generate more income, and provide social good by doing something with affordable housing. So it's Marcus Maloney, Mike Delpreet, Alice Tran. This is the Azria Show. And guys, we are signing off. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.